This podcast is provided for general information only and assumes a certain level of knowledge of financial markets. It is not an invitation to make an investment and should not be construed as advice. The views in this podcast are those of the contributors at the time of publication and do not necessarily reflect those of 91. The value of investments can fall as well as rise and losses may be made. In South Africa, 91 is an authorized financial services provider. The global economy is bouncing back and South Africa's economy is bouncing back as well. But is South Africa's glass half full or half empty? To discuss this weighty matter is Malcolm Charles, Portfolio Manager at 91 in Cape Town. Malcolm, I'm looking at all the numbers that I've sort of scribbled down on my pad here. And we've got the uh, gross domestic product, the GDP numbers, which came out yesterday and surprised to the upside, albeit off a low base. We've got PMI, that's the Purchasing Managers Index, above 50, quite uh, significantly. Business confidence came out as we pre-record this interview just a, a couple of hours ago. And that sort of epitomizes the glass half full story because... It's exactly at 50. So 50% of respondents are very confident about the future in business. The RAND is that's a story that we have to talk about. It's incredibly strong compared to 15, 16 months ago. And of course, the bond market going very well as well. So in general terms, how do you feel about the South African economy and markets at the moment, asset classes? Yeah, like for once, we've had a little bit of luck. And for the first time, we're not shooting ourselves in the foot like we have in previous cycles. So go back a couple of years ago when we had a bit of a commodity boom. Yeah, we did everything as a country to to stuff it up. Whereas this time we we sort of harnessing the luck that the country's been given and we making sure that we rebuild the state and everything like that. So as you say, we we benefiting from the good news and doing a couple of things a little bit more right than others. And been rewarded with inflows. You know, the bond market, as you say, has been coming along quite nicely, and most of that of late is foreign inflows. Yes. Uh, the ran, the ran doing very very well is both foreign and domestic because you know commodity producers are making record profits and 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 selling you know all all their their commodities, everything that comes out the ground in record volumes. And guess what? It's 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 all benefiting the country quite nicely. And the most important thing is. It's coming through into tax revenue. So we keep seeing positive surprises in the tax revenue. So there's good news out there for the first time in many, many years. And most importantly, structurally, for the first time, I can say in probably seven, eight years, we're doing more right than wrong. Yes, indeed. I still think there's a long road to travel, if you can accept that corny phrase. But um, yes, there are steps in the right direction. Are we vulnerable, though? For example, if the world economy turns down, if commodity prices start to turn down as well, all the good work will be undone because of influences beyond our control? Or can we ameliorate the potential downside overseas with positive domestic policies? We can, but the, <laughs> the question is, I don't think we'll do it quick enough. So so we need to hold thumbs that we can have this commodity cycle a little bit longer because I think, I think we are slowly and steadily, you know, we're taking baby steps, unfortunately, in, in those reforms. There are indications that, you know, that those should be a little bit more robust in the months ahead. I mean, there seems to be slightly more robust action coming out of the presidency, but, you know, it is, he's a consummate politician, so he's not going to rush it. And as you say, we quite rightly say, we are very much reliant on that global trend. 
And I, I still think our biggest risks are global and not domestic. I think domestically we are on the right track. Yeah. But we need that window of opportunity just to stay open a little bit longer. And then I think we can we can sort of rectify the boat as such. Because it is we, we have just turned the tank around. I mean that's the analogy I use all the time. I think yeah, under the under Zuma, I think we were headed towards the Antarctica at pace. Yes. It was getting very very cold and dark. We've managed to turn the tanker around. We're now facing you know, Table Mountain, but it's a long way in the distance. So uh, we are moving glacial place. We are moving in the right direction for the first time in seven, eight years. We now need to you know, sort of build on those foundations and, 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 and make them a little bit more structural, a little bit more ingrained into the system that the confidence goes from 50 into the mid-50s so that some of that spending that's been saved and all these money market funds can actually get spent on infrastructure, et cetera, in the economy. Yeah, you use the analogy of the tanker. Uh, I'll use a much more simple analogy. If you're in a bath as a child and you've, you've got a toy and you push the toy underwater, okay, it's a rubber duck or something, and then you let it go and it bounces back immediately. But with, with the South African economy and with South African asset classes, is it just going to bob along the top? Of the, of the bathwater, or is it going to jump out and, and start to build on the momentum that we've seen and gratifyingly seen over the last year or so? What is your opinion? Is this just a reset, or is this something to be taken seriously? Look, I think it's a bit of both. There is no magic formula, but I think there are signs. If you look at our agricultural sector, there's been huge investment there, plus we've had fantastic rains at the right time yeah. in the right part of the country. So we've had record Virtually every crop that we've produced over the last two years, we've had the best or second best crop. So maize was fantastic, wheat was fantastic, table grapes, even wine we get into China because the Aussies and the and the Chinese started fighting. Yeah, blueberries we've we've sort of we've increased by tenfold. Our avos, our macadamias, yeah, you can go on and on. Right. All of that has grown fantastically well. So that sector is you now the confidence is up, the infrastructure, the spending and everything is there. Mining sector, the same sort of story. You are just starting to see a little bit of spending in the mining sector. They're obviously reluctant to spend too much, but they're starting to. Our construction sector, for the first time, we've seen construction companies come through our doors, and they've got order order books that are full or near full, and they are you know, tendering for new business, bridges, harbors, all that sort of thing, which government is starting to spend on. So there, there, there are green shoots out there. The, you know, there are opportunities, but we, we, we quite rightly need a continuation of two things, the commodity cycle to at least stay around here. Yeah, it doesn't have to keep going up. And interest rates around the world need to remain relatively supportive you know, so that, that people don't panic about emerging markets for the, for the next year or so. And then I think we would have got a little bit of our own momentum to take it from there. Very good. Which asset classes do you favour at the moment? Uh, and let's uh, stay away from equities if we can, because that's been very well documented on other podcasts. All-time record highs, well, close to all-time record highs in not only RAND terms, but also good gains in dollar terms as well because of the strength of the currency. But the bond market and the money market and fixed income markets also doing well. I know that the South African 10-year bond, I think just before the Last South African Reserve Bank meeting was yielding 9.15%. And as I look at my screen now, you know, it's pushing, I mean, it's not there yet, but it's, it's pushing 8.50%, yeah. 8.5 to 86 So some, you must have been having a good time. 
No, we've we, we've had a great time in the bond market, and 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 it it, it really has been, you know, slowly slowly improving and 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 change of sentiment, and and it, it's been quite incredible to watch it unfold because there there was no magic formula, there was no like big announcement or anything like that. It was just incrementally us doing more right than wrong. Yeah, and you know, if if you look at the different emerging markets, you know, the the, the big the big ones that people invest in is you know Mexico and Brazil uh, in that time zone, ourselves Russia and Turkey in our time zone, and then in India further east. And a year ago, we were the dog with the most fleas. Everyone hated us. Mm. Uh, we were headed nowhere. We were expected to have a shortfall of about three hundred billion rand on our budget. The rand was terribly weak. Confidence was down. And since then, you know, you've seen a national treasury sort of get their mojo back. They, they've stuck to their guns on, on, on tight expenditure. They've tight, tightened the controls. You've had a SA revenue service starting to collect a lot more tax than they thought they could. And, and not only from the commodity boom, but also from the delinquents out there. So as a functioning state, it's much better. The NPA, the Hawks are slowly... You know, the rebuilding of state that Ramaphosa promised is starting to happen. That is all positive momentum. You look at our competitors. Brazil has completely messed up you know, their COVID response. On top of that, they got a little bit carried away with their interest rate cuts. So they've had to hike rates there. Turkey, I mean, if, if you want, you know, everyone want, wants, wants a decisive, strong leader. Well, guess what? Turkey's got that. They've gone from the, the absolute darling six years ago in the emerging markets to the absolute dog. I mean, their currency is like 40% weaker against the South African rand over the last five years. Yes. Um, I was there five years ago uh, when that coup happened, and you know, I, I needed five rand 50 to buy a Turkish lira. Today, I need one rand 50. It really is, is, is a story of, of how to completely mess, mess up a country. India, also with their COVID response, not so great. Russia got sanctions from the U.S. So all of a sudden, we've moved up, up the, the ladder, and, and we're sitting there with Mexico as, as one of the attractive classes. So yeah. our bonds remain attractive. The, value, the valuations are still you – know, you say 850. You know, yes, it's, it's rallied hard. But remember, inflation is four, four and a half average for this year. That is still a real yield of, of 4%. It's an interesting analysis that you make because what you're saying is that if there is an emerging market desk and there's a, an asset management company overseas somewhere and says we have to be exposed to emerging markets because of this reason and, and that reason, and you look at it and you say, okay, South Africa may not be perfect, but on the other hand, it's more perfect than Turkey or whatever other market they're, they're analyzing. Mexico, I would say, with their current election, which we don't need to talk about because that's too political, but uh, Mexico isn't uh, exactly the most stable. So what people are saying is that if you're going to get exposure to emerging markets, South Africa is one of the best bets. Absolutely. We, 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 but I keep using the term, we do, we're doing more right than wrong. So yes. we've got a long way to go. I'm not, I'm not naive. I'm not saying that it, it, it's the land of milk and honey. But in the schoolyard that we play at, We've got the cleanest school uniform on at the moment, and, 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 and we stand out for that, that regard. So if we can keep just doing the right thing and just moving in, the, in, 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 the, in a positive direction, which we are at the moment, you know, we, we will continue to reap the rewards of the inflows from you know, people looking for emerging market exposure. 
Malcolm, thank you so much for that very encouraging and optimistic analysis. Just to, to sum it up, are you cautious or cautiously optimistic or very optimistic? I'm cautiously optimistic. I, I think we've got you know, more, more gain for us than gain against us. It's very challenging. You know, there obviously are risks out there. But you know, you know, locally, I think we're on the right track. Globally, I think we should see a continuation of the support for emerging markets. And South Africa, as a, as a result, is, is, is well-placed to, re, to reap those rewards. Malcolm, thank you so much for your time. That's Malcolm Charles, Portfolio Manager at 91 in Cape Town.